Greetings, everyone. Welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. As always, I'm your host, Tyler. And I am your co-host, Till. How's the void? You know, it's excellent. They started serving drinks. Open nice. bar, baby. RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void. Scream into the void. About various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Feel free to join the conversation by tweeting us at RWD Podcast. Um, I only tweeted recently. I mean, I try to tweet like on average every day, um, but I, I, I haven't really tweeted about anything specific recently. Just responding to some people and asking I tweeted some questions after generally. Show. You did. You was... you added reflections on our topic for the first part of the show today. Yes, yes, and uh, I thought it was a good little tie. And I, I don't understand Twitter. I think I did enough characters. I, I think I didn't go over. So it, it didn't will cut tell me you. Off. you go over. Yeah. So I think I did it right. I only re- I recently tweeted and got uh, you know onslaught six. He's he's our only course. Twitter. He's like our only Twitter interactor. Honestly, that's not true. There's people who do it, but he's like the main one. Uh, and he had we had a, a very brief back and forth about I, I read getting cold resistance. Yes, yes, yes. And he had obviously great uh, insight about how the game isn't really written for new players. Uh, um, but my point was that Chris Perkins talked about. You know, why didn't Goliaths have cold resistance? They live in the high altitudes and blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there reading the Dungeon Master's Guide recently. And like, you know, right there under cold weather, it says creatures adapted to cold climates don't suffer the ill effects of cold weather. And I feel like that's that's it right there. That's the Goliath doesn't suffer the effects of cold weather. It shouldn't have cold resistance, right? You, you need to spell things out for people, especially non-DMs, because non-DM is not going to go through the DMG and say, okay, this is the situation in this kind of atmosphere. This is how it is these days. And so we, we, can, take, we can take a time out on the field. Okay, hold on. Hey, what? Is it important? I'm, I'm doing the show. Five o'clock, isn't it? It's five o'clock. Five o'clock somewhere. Okay. It's so dark in here. Bye. Bye bye. You were saying. Uh. <laughs> let me just get back. Uh, okay. New DMs. Yeah. So any kind of PC isn't going to be fully aware of anything that's in the DMG. There too far. If you don't spell it out for them, they don't know about it. Yeah, and that was onslaught six uh, point. Is that um, it's it's the natural language they use for fifth edition to try and casual to to try and like relax D and D. It's great for all of us who've played one version of D and D before, one or another version before. But for new players coming in, and I've actually saw tweets to this effect um, over the weekend about it's unclear like, the natural language part. Uh, Turn me down a little bit because I can't hear me in your headphones. Okay, somehow. okay, okay. Um, that makes no sense. The example that was on Twitter was somebody asking Chris Perkins about living creatures. Mm-hmm. You know, this spell affects living creatures. Uh, what does that mean? Is that, you know, only is that, you know, it's not, not undead? Is that not constructs? And Chris Perkins' reply is, oh, that's anything that doesn't have anything that has hit points is a living creature. Mm hmm. No type distinction whatsoever. And he goes on to clarify, oh, we didn't... Actually, it might have been Jeremy Crawford, not Chris Perkins. Sorry, Jeremy Crawford. Goes on, you know, we only used that terminology a few times in the book. Like, we didn't mean to, you know, include it all all over because it wasn't supposed to be a rules distinction, right? Yeah. So so there's no distinction between a rule, like a word that is a rule, and a word that just is a word. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so, so the, you know, and this was kind of a, I agree with my little Twitter interactions that the, the natural language of it can be problematic. Um, even though we've, we generally have established that the way that fifth edition is, is built is good for the newer player. Yes. And it's good for any kind of DM that likes to improvise or make their own rules. Um, because it gives them yes. that kind of open wording to work within the rules while not necessarily breaking them. So speaking of new players, you wanted to talk about D&D Live. I did, did. Uh, D&D Live uh, happened. Uh, it was, in my opinion, good. Uh, it happens. You know, it, it happens every year, but it happened this year, yeah. you know, after we're recording this. Um, and uh, I thought it was, I thought it was good. I thought that they did a good job of um, bringing in a lot of uh, different backgrounds and different characters and different people uh, for the show. So, you know, they had uh, the one that was just comedians. They had one that was the Game of Thrones cast. They had one that was um, more uh, A-list uh, current stars like, you know, David Harbour and uh, Karen Gillan and all that. Um, and then uh, they had uh, just a couple other ones. Um, the WWE to... superstars. I did not watch that one. I did not watch that one. <laughs> I, I, I skipped that one. Uh, no, Jay, I'm sure it was fine. I was just busy at that time on Saturday, uh, so I could not catch that one. But uh, all in all... Uh, I had Wool do one. Yes, I did not see that one either. Um, yeah, there, there, it, you know, there, there were a lot a, of games to watch. Of them. Yes, there, there were a lot. And, a lot I, of and I, I actually didn't find myself watching them. Um, I, I was watching uh the 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 david harbour karen gillen one i um, watched uh the red nose day game one with felicia day and brett gelman um i watched the comedians one i watched lost odyssey heroes and i watched the game of thrones one my 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 main reason for not watching them um especially after having watched them now and, you know, this has happened to me recently. I'll go on Twitch and I'll go on the Dungeons and Dragons channel and I'll put on a game. And then like five minutes later, I'll turn the game off um, because the 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 Zoom D&D format is just it's not for watching. OK, for, we, for we, playing like for playing. We've had this conversation a lot, but for watching a game of Dungeons and Dragons where they're not in the same room. I, I'm joining you in, over there. Fuck it. That's boring as fuck. Okay. It's, it's okay. not pleasurable to watch. We should do this in a sandwich format. We got to do a positive <laughs> thing, then the negative shit, and then a positive thing to kick I out. I have the more end. than one negative thing. So I know. That's why we're going to do one positive thing, all the negative shit. And okay. Then one what's positive your positive thing? thing you want positive thing? I thought that the people, not all the people, but some of the people that played, I thought had truly great characters and actually put a lot of effort into the play you're and I really one meet david that. harbour yeah david harbour was excellent karen gillen was excellent oh yeah she's a dragon that put captures dragons and puts them in dungeons like, and it has she, a phobia of fire yeah. <laughs> she thought she established in in, in the moment as she was interesting your character Loved which it. i you know somebody's made the joke on on reddit i think was like oh no it might have been on the youtube comments of karen clearly didn't know what dungeon dragon was and someone said the name of the game to her and said don't worry, I know what my character is. Thank you. And Chris Perkins would have to tell her, there's not always dragons in dungeons. I'm sorry, what? I wasn't paying attention. I know what I'm doing. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I, I agree. When people go deep, because they're actors, yes, they do a great job. It doesn't matter if they're comedians or WWE people or TV and movie actors. Those mm -hmm. are all actors, right? So um, they're going to be positioned to do it well. The, the Game of Thrones cast, Natalia and Gemma from, from Game of Thrones, they were 
excellent. They were such great. Ever actually, the entire cast did a very good job, but yeah. those two were exceptional with their characters. Well, I think there's at least for them a part of a little Game of Thronesiness to it, where like, oh, you know, we kind of did this uh-huh. for a while, so we'll we'll just get right back into it. And of course, the the big shout out uh, Felicia Day, as always, uh, excellent was a bearded lady dwarf. I thought that was hilarious. Felicia Day. We've talked about this before. One of our players is obsessed with her. She's yes. great. She's super funny. She's super like she she's queen nerd. Yes. Uh, and is a fantastic Dungeons and Dragons player. Like, I, if I was gonna pick, I don't know, like top three D and D players to have in my game, she would be one of them. Uh, uh yes. Uh, I will. I'm 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 having David Harbor. That dude had a great t- great character. Just had a lot of fun with it, you know. Had some really innovative uses for his spells, which I enjoyed. Yeah, he uh, the use of prestigitation to make it right in the beginning of the ep- of, yeah. the, uh, of the adventure have uh, like random grass taste like an avocado, which the mammoth loved. Like, yeah, yeah, brilliant, brilliant. I'm like that's and then uh, using Maximilian's earthen grass to protect his crew from an avalanche. Yep. Right, exactly. I would have never thought of that. No, that's, and that's you know we can get we can. The, the keep going with the positive thing. I think that's the the major upside for people who are un who have not played D and D playing D and D or doing anything. Anytime you do something the first time, you see it in a different way. And you go, okay, wait, can I use that to do this thing? And the rest of us are looking at it like, wait a minute, I only ever use that spell to kill people. I yeah. don't understand. <laughs> what what what? And they yeah. they they see it, you know, with the, uh, you know, just to, to say it silly, like a children's eyes, right? Like, oh, this could be anything. It could even yeah. be about. And like yeah. the rest of us, like, no, it's clearly not. It's clearly meant to to stab your foes with. Hundred percent. So I I really like that, but that leads me into my major problem is let's, these yeah, let's fucking, just knock these fucking new people to Dungeons Dragons. God damn it! Is it so painful to watch them have an awkward Zoom call and not know what they're doing? In any way, shape, or form. So um, I've watched for the for the for the, the David Harbor one. It was the French actress. Uh, what was her name? Um, French. Yeah, she she Pond? was like she, yeah, Pom Yeah. Uh, yes. What's her name? Pom she's not Clementine. French, but she, she was doing a French. French accent in the in yes. the thing. Yeah. She, I I was like, oh, please stop talking. Your microphone is horrible. You have no idea what you're doing. You your timing is horrible. Like everything, everything about her I felt so bad for Brent Routh who was just sitting there trying to like let her do her thing yeah because I, I I'm I'm fairly certain that he's actually played before not regularly but I feel like he has because he was kind of like doing normal paladin things well he is Superman which yeah. Superman is a paladin let's yeah. all be honest here yeah. like 100% 100% so I feel like he I feel like he's embodied paladin-ness already um but it but like the zoom thing takes what is already gonna be something challenging Chris Perkins teaching people how to play Dungeons and Dragons yes. and just compounds this, this latency shitty mic, you know, questionable camera dogs eating vitamins in the background, like all these other issues and smacks them together into one horrible dish yes. that I was just like that. I, you know, like I said, I'll turn on Twitch, I'll put on a stream and even the veteran D and D players, but I can't fucking handle this right now. So I don't know if you watched any of the non live play stuff, any of the side tables or product announcements or anything like that. I've only seen parts of the Baldur's Gate one. Oh and my god! Rhyme the Frostbane so, stuff. So there was one. Um, oh god! I think it was the hmm hmm. I think it was Thursday. Um, I think it was the adventure and product reveal 
Mika Burton and Anna Proser were hosting it, and they, or no, no, it was the after show. It was the after show. Yeah, I'm looking at the cast list. So they tried to do this thing where they they had these 10 people from the 10 towns, which we'll talk about later, and they were all trying to do things and had to roll things and prove their might over Zoom, and it just failed so miserably. Like, they were talking over each other. No one could hear what the main guy was saying. You know, they were they were trying, but it was just so bad. And, you know, we even have this right now in the show, like, doing the podcast. You'll go back and listen to it, and, you know, I'll, you'll start talking. I'll start talking. We'll stop. You know, one of us will pick up. And that's hard enough with two of us. But when you have five people or six people at the table, in air quotes, mm-hmm. they're not they're not, like, conditioned to the delay, you know? Um, so I, I was for, for the last, what, what is it? June for the last three months had been doing my job over zoom and you get better at it, right? You get better at like waiting a second or like telling when someone's going to talk or whatever like that. Um, and I really feel like the people best suited for this Twitch, Twitch live D and D situation are like YouTube people and streamers, right? Not like actors, and and Chris Perkins, for example, because <laughs> even Chris Perkins was like awkward and clunky. Yes. In the, I yes. would I would have fucking wet my shorts if you had taken those people, put them around a table, mm-hmm. and played that. Then I was like, this yeah. is yes, yeah, it would have been yes. wonderful. Ten out of ten, beautiful. Uh, this is what I want. So that's your big gripe. My big gripe was that there are people that have never experienced D anD D before. Yes. Who watch this because David Harbour and Brandon Routh and Karen Gillan and all the Game of Thrones people were doing it. And they're like, I'm going to watch these guys do this. And they watched that. And for better or for worse, whether they thought it was the best thing ever or the worst thing ever, that's what they think D&D is. It, it says set up a critical role level of expectation sometimes. Yeah, it, but even, this is almost like the, the anti that. Because whereas critical role sets up excellent D&D play, this set up just a shit show for people so to the watch. the anti-critical role effect. Yeah. Yeah. So essentially, like, I can't imagine that anyone watched that and said, I really want to play D&D now. I, I really, I can't imagine that. Yeah, that's a that's a very good point, which is a shame because if you go back and you listen to um, any of the Acquisitions Incorporated, Chris Perkins oh, DMing great. for those guys, it's amazing. Oh, it's, incredible. It's probably one of the best D&D live plays. So, and like, and and I don't know how that's the same guy. None of the DMs they had were bad. Deborah and Wool's done great on no, Relic Rarity. Chris Perkins is wonderful. The other random lady, Kate Welsh, is a designer and also a very wonderful D and D player and DM. I've I've seen her work before. Um, I think my favorite thing, and of course Jimmy Crawford did the WWE game, but I didn't watch that. But I'm sure he did fine. Um, Kate Welsh, she she is just like any other. American DM. We all have, you know, our normal voice, our modified normal voice, and then two to three accents that we can do. Yes. But the problem was that her two to three accents are English and Scottish, and she was playing with a well, bunch English of people. And, from the UK. <laughs> and every time she started doing it, she just got so self-conscious because you could tell they were all just laughing. Yeah. At how hard she was trying and like not and they're comedians too. Yeah. yeah. So so they were all having fun with it. She tried her best, um, but she you could tell that she was just so nervous putting on her accents around them. That's the same thing. If you had taken all those those six people 
the or those seven people with Kate Welch and put them on a stage, you know, to play D and D, it would have been amazing. Comedian game. Yeah, it's Sue Perkins. Yeah. I don't know if anybody here had watched the Great British, British Bake Off. Off. Yeah, yeah, she's one of the stupid co-hosts of that show, and it's just it's just fucking lame puns the entire time. And mm-hmm. you you know you you hate it. You bodily you hate it, but you're laughing. Like yes. God damn it, that was fucking stupid. God, the one thing God, I could have done without in that or at any point in my life is fucking what's his name Brian Posner or whatever. Yeah, he's he's Posen. funny and. In in his own way, but I've sure. never in my life found him funny. My God, that dude is just weird and annoying. He's always cast as a weird and big annoying guy, and he, I think he works in that way. Um, but yeah. you know, whatever. They're comedians. What are you gonna but, do? Cast like you know actual famous people? <laughs> just you know, just take him out. You he, he had Thomas Middleditch. He's kind of famous ish. Sue Perkins is big in the UK. Yeah. You know, there were people they had. They I don't didn't know. I don't know Melissa Villasen or Villasen, I don't know her. Yeah, there were people I didn't know. Yeah, but, but it's it, a- it's it does, and you know, a good thing, right? It is exposure. Exposure is a good thing, even if it's bad exposure, right? There's no such thing as bad uh, publicity. Somebody once said, and uh, for this, it was it was a, this is a charity thing. Yeah, yeah, and ultimately, I don't, I, I don't think they hit their goal, but I know that they raised a good chunk of money, which is always a good thing. It's it's always important to raise money for Red Nose Day because yeah. you know sick people or whatever that's for. I actually don't know what Red Impo- Nose Day impoverished people impoverished, impoverished people, people around sure. the world. There's yeah. a lot of things going on. It's hard to keep track of charities. Yes, yes, understandable. But yeah. uh, on the on the the last part of this though that I, I really wanted to talk about was the last good thing that came out of it, um, and I, I think that was that while it was not in my opinion good D and D. It was at least something new in the D&D world. New yeah. live play. Content. It's uh, content. It's new content. And it's good that this happened. I know that there are some other shows that have been trying. I know I think uh, the Rivals of Waterdeep or whatever the uh, official Dungeons & Dragons live play is. I know that they've been trying to keep going throughout this whole coronavirus thing. But it's just good that there's new content to watch. And anyone that has played the game or or, you know, is interested in the game, hopefully that won't sway them one way or another to play or not play. I hope that they find their own group and, you know, find their own way to work it out. As we've discussed previously, there's plenty of ways to play online. Um, and there are challenges, but at the end of the day, you know. And again, I am on board with the online play. I think it behooves a lot of people. It's just, it's not, it's not good to watch. <laughs> no, no. You know, you. I think you already... You know, as much as Dungeons and Dragons is a is a game for everybody, right? You know, the barrier to entry is actually pretty low. You know, mm-hmm. one person needs the books, and then you need some dice. Um, it's a game that a lot of people can play. It's not really a game that a lot of people would enjoy watching necessarily. Uh, so there's already that. Like, if I watch Critical Role, as much as it's got production value and great voice acting and a good story. You know, I don't expect that everybody would sit down and like, wait a minute, I'm going to watch these people imagine stuff, you know, for four hours, yeah, for four hours. And then on top of that, doing having the zoom part, making it very challenging and not even silly zoom, whatever they're using, you know, makes what is already a very specific watching experience into an even more specific watching experience. Um, so I, I just get that it's it's not necessarily the best that YouTube has to offer right now. Correct. <laughs> Correct. But I've already rewatched campaigns one and two of critical role so i need something um i don't know what to tell you about that i'm watching justified now really 
Yes. Wow. I like Justified. It's good. Okay. I I uh the Oliphant kicking ass taking names. Yeah, I like the Oliphant. My wife is rewatching The Good Place. Oh, okay. I yeah. I watched the first two seasons. It was you know it was fine. A lot of it's, people love it. It's a it's a very funny program. Yeah. I would uh I don't mind it being on in the background as exactly. I work on D and D. Yeah. I wouldn't mind it just being there and me laughing every once in a while. Yeah, I generally just have whatever's on in the background is uh, it's there while I I play D and D or work oh, on D and D or whatever. Yeah. Bell fan. Yeah, Kristen Bell is ten out of ten. You know, yeah. she she could play D and D. That'd be great. I feel like I saw that once. Probably not. No, where she was like doing a fundraiser where you could play a game with her and Dax. Oh, as, like, I feel like Dax night. probably has played D and D before. I also feel like Dax is probably yeah, he was probably right? high as hell, but yeah, yeah, of course. Um, okay, so uh, second half of the show today, we're going to talk about upcoming products and hopes and dreams and all that stuff. Hopes, dreams. Yeah, I like that. It's a good way of putting it. All right, we'll be right back. Okay, hi, we're back. Yo. Um, I recently got my color hero forge mini and it's fucking great yeah but i mean we're not playing live anytime soon so i know i know i just stare at it i just pick i randomly walk up to it pick it up and walk around the house with it because it's awesome that's why i'm holding off on ordering mine because i don't want to get one that i'm not going to use i oh, i feel like the biggest schmuck in the world if i did that no i'm going to use it doesn't matter i will find a way to use it so. I'll play. I'll play the Dark Souls board game instead of using the character piece. I'll use my fucking colored mini. I like that. I'll find we'll, a way to use we'll it. Wear colored minis. Yeah. So I, I fully understand. You know where you're coming from, but I got it. I originally ordered it thinking, oh well, I'll use this for the campaign because it's going to be a character in the campaign, but it can also function as a playable character too. So it's going to be fine. It's going to be cool. I'm very excited about it. I'm just glad we. I'm glad I supported that Kickstarter because it's. You know, I think it's really cool. Um, the color mini thing because actually the colors and the material turn out really nicely. Yeah, I believe it. High I'm quality. I'm excited to order mine someday. In the have you played around future. with the, the the tool and painting? I haven't even looked because I know as soon as I do, I'm going to order something. It's great. And if I blow my load on ordering something that I'm not going to use, then I'm just going to be stuck ordering something else later. I'll tell you what I tell a lot of people um, in a creative field is that your first idea is not your best idea. So like when Good. you do something and you paint it in the in the form in the interface. Mm-hmm. Just save that one and tuck it aside and do it again because you'll you'll rediscover how a tool works. You're like, oh my god, I didn't know I could do that. And the second mm-hmm. version will be way better. Makes total sense. Yeah, because it's um, just so much to work with in that little thing. I was gonna say, I'm uh have you played around with the token maker? Do you have access to that at all? I do, but I have not. I'll say given our virtual play, I feel like the token maker would be very helpful. But I have Photoshop. Well, not everyone does, bitch. <laughs> Yeah, I I make tokens already. So you know I how have, ex- I have a file in Photoshop that's a you know a token that you just drop yes. a picture in and it's done. Suck a dick. Anyway, um, you know how excited you are about your your mini. Yeah. My father, my seventy-two going on seventy-three-year-old father, okay. is that excited for Baldur's Gate three? Oh boy, you know, because he he, not, he, he played alone. he played Baldur's Gate one when it came out. He played. The uh, Shadows of Om. Shadows of Om. He played, you know, Baldur's Gate 2 and the Throne of Bale, you know, and wait, all these. Was, wait. I what think was it was just Baldur's Gate. There was a, another edition than Baldur's Gate, Shadows of Om, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then Throne of Bale. Bale. However you say it. I got I say all, Bale. 
I got all thrown off because Bale shows up in a lot of different games. Mm-hmm. And like Diablo 2. And real life, so, you know. Nope, not real life. I, I know a Bale. B-A-A-L or B-H-A-A-L? B-A-A-L. No, you fucking G- don't. Good, good old dude. From Who? Maryland. No, you right? don't. Yeah, yeah, I used to Make hang out. I used to, I used to drink with him. He's a good dude. I'm gonna go back and watch some Diablo. That's back. That's back exactly. when I was Till. So you know things were yep. different back then. Oh, it was a fake name. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, Baldur's Gate three. Yes. So uh, my dad. Uh, so in D and D Live, we were talking about D and D Live. Uh, they did a full ninety minute gameplay reveal, like where they just played way the game. Too much gameplay, by the way. You could well, yeah, and you could get you could influence decisions. Um, but I liked that they did that much of a gameplay reveal just to show, you know, they that you had dialogue options you had combat you had travel you had skill use like and it's it a, really it's isometric turn-based rpg love it. love it yeah love it it but looks really not... good so i play a lot of xcom xcom's my jam i am the best xcom player ever no i'm kidding but um but the difference that i've seen is that it's not like a chessboard or a grid like you would no. normally play on right. D&D. Like you can make interesting, you know, dynamic moves that aren't perfectly geometric. You know, you'll take crazy bends and stuff to get up, you know, obstacles and past, you know, walls and shit. Yeah, they've so, really expanded on what the terrain is for for an isometric-like game in terms of like going up a path or going on a hill or climbing yes. over a wall or whatever yes. like that. Yes, um, I th- I've enjoyed it a great deal so far. So the footage, there's a, there were still things they weren't done. It's mostly done, but it wasn't done. Like they're fixing mm-hmm. some stuff and some models, or whatever. But it still looked really good. The characters looked really good. The effects looked, looked good. really good. Yep. Um, yep. I am going to be thrown off because you have to play as a a gith, right, to start. No, or at some point, don't you? Or there's gifts that are our main. No, part no. Of the, 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 the so uh, there's a gift that's in your main party. The, they're your yeah. you know starting companion because you get trapped with them. But uh, you get to make whatever character you want to start. Gifts faces just they're so weird. <laughs> it's the nose. <laughs> they're, they're aliens. They're it's aliens. the fucking it's nose, fine. man. It's a weird like Voldemort looking nose, and I don't like it. I don't so like assuming nose. you can be any five E class, what are you going to be? Um, in Baldur's Gate three, yeah, first time through. Uh, probably a rogue, probably not a ranger. Oh my god, you crazy son of a bitch! Why would no? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I just I can't imagine that. And honestly, the other thing I was thinking about with Baldur's Gate three, and I'm talking about this now. I was going to bring it up later. I'd be interested to see if, with the release of Baldur's Gate three, that's when they release the revised ranger. Because maybe they've been fixing it for the game. Because otherwise, no one will play the fucking ranger in the game. The so it uses 5e rules but i'm sure i'm sure that they tinkered with it i'm yeah, super confident yeah, they've tinkered probably, with it but from everything i've seen in terms of gameplay you're using similar skills there's the dash action right you know there's all the like it looks very 5e so they, I, I mean you know, i obviously i'm gonna make a bard but that's not here nor there. i can rebalance the ranger for my video game because i know exactly what's in my video game i you know it's much different than rebalancing the ranger writ large for oh, the whole Jesus, world it's fucking you. hard to rebalance the ranger just get out okay we're not talking about that right now goddamn I, i'm excited wait um i forgot to check in when we started this segment uh okay uh, yeah, I'm excited for Baldur's Gate 3 as a video game because it's there have always been good games. It's D&D. It looks good. Um, you get to fight some Mind Flayers. This, I don't see how it goes in on. my opinion, is going to be the 
first, hopefully, the first true D&D video game. Not uh, just in a D&D setting yeah. with characters, but an actual, like, you could do this campaign, you could make these moves in a game, like, this is going to be an actual D&D video game, and I'm so excited for that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, and I, I think it would be actually a good idea, if they then made a printed adventure for this game that you could play. <laughs> right? Like, I like go, that. Go buy the module to play Baldur's Gate. What's it, what's the subtitle of this one called? Uh, I don't know if it has one. Doesn't I've just it? always called it Baldur's Gate 3. I don't think it has one. Baldur's Gate 3. Well, I guess it doesn't yet. Yeah. Because when it did. Anyway. Normally they give the names to expansions. So. Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, I really feel like that, you know, if they if do it right, they would be off their rockers if they didn't put out a printed adventure so you're like okay play this now mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. with more be, i'm i'm sure that's easy to write and if they haven't started writing it i'm sure that they will Somebody's already written it right? yeah you, by writing the story that you have to write a, a quote-unquote screenplay for a video game if you're gonna have a good story so you've mm -hmm. already done the work it's right there yeah you just gotta put it in written rule format right so this printed adventure is coming up too so yes that most likely is coming up um but the other big announcement was the new Dark Alliance game. Oh, you're still on video games. Okay. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I I have a set path I'm working through. It makes oh, sense. I don't, I don't see your notes. So. Yeah, you don't. But it, it makes perfect trajectorial sense. I haven't looked at the Dark Alliance game at all. So they have a just announcement trailer. It's uh, a minute and two seconds. Um, but it's going to be a wonderful. So whereas Baldur's Gate is going to be single player. You go oh, through the campaign. Yeah, never mind. I I've seen this trailer with yeah. the, with like the GoPro fight. Yeah, exactly. So and Dark Alliance is going to be that. This is from ages ago. No, they're making a new one. The, but this this reveal trailer is from six months ago. Oh yeah, yeah, was, yeah, yeah. December. But they brought it up again, and yeah. it's and they've announced. Uh, I don't think they announced the official start date, but they announced the tie-ins, and we'll get to that in a second. Um, but I enjoy that it is a four-person co-op, you know, good old couch co-op like you used to play Gauntlet Legends or fucking Hunter the Reckoning. You know, all those classics that you used to sit down and play with your friends, that's what this is going to be, and I'm very excited for that. You know, yeah, every, but we any can't time sit next to people anymore. Eh, by the time the game comes out, we'll be fine. I Or we'll I'm, just be all so sick of not being fine that we'll fucking suck it up. That's America right now. Um, I just love this trailer because uh, uh, I Am Above by In Flames is such a good song. <laughs> I like that song. I like that song a lot. Like it's on my running playlist. It just gets me amped up. Yes, yes. And I, um, I think it's really fun. There you go. Uh, I don't know the song, but I believe I like, have heard the song, but I don't know the song. Right. Um, but uh, the, I think the reason that it started coming up again in conversation was the reveal of the new campaign setting, because they are tied together dark clients and the campaign setting are both taking place in good old Icewind Dale, the rhyme of the frost maiden coming mm -hmm. out in the fall an adventure for levels one to 12, 12. I, I like that. I think that's a good range. I, uh, am kind of flabbergasted that we're putting out adventures that are so long one to 12. That's long. So, so I, this is going to, I think be, while it's an adventure, I think it's going to be feel more like a campaign setting than yeah, just an adventure. Thing. There's plenty in it that you can customize and move around. If, exactly. You, you know, you there's no can you party say like that 320 pages or something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that's insane. Think about Princes of the Apocalypse, 
an adventure from levels, I think, 1 to 14 mm-hmm. is like 260 pages. Mm-hmm. It's more levels, but a, you know, a quarter, not a quarter, a fraction, an eighth or whatever, less pages in the book. Yes. Um, I I've, I loved what I saw in D&D Live with what they were doing with the Ten Towns and with Icewind Dale. I personally have never uh, played in a campaign that took place in Icewind Dale before. Uh, I'm familiar with the setting from the Salvatore novels, obviously. Um, but I, I've I've always thought that it was uh, a very desolate place, no fun to be had at all. But when they were doing it in D&D Live, it seemed like there were some opportunities for some enjoyable well, times. it's a horror adventure. Yes. So it's not supposed to be fun in Sunshine and Rainbows. <laughs> yes, but at, at the same time... Um, I think that there was uh, a lot of opportunity that they showed to really make it unique. I feel like there's a lot of monsters that you'll find there that you don't normally encounter because, you know, very rarely do adventurers go into such a place. What the North? Yeah. Just like that cold mountainous rocky area, like in all the time in the time that you and I have been doing five E how many times have we gone to the cold North? Um, twice, and exactly. then beginners D and D one shot was all in the cold north. You missed that though. Oh, okay, good. So yeah, so there yeah, was, was the one shot laugh. with with you know uh the uh, oh, three times, three times. Yeah, you okay. did the entire you did the entire Christmas one shot. We did the Christmas one shot in the cold north. We went there once in the first campaign. I don't remember going in the second campaign. You only had a brief foray there to access a portal to hell. Ah, yes, 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 yes. With the um, um, the mammoth had to open the gate and the whole thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah. So it's um, usually a foray because it's fucking dangerous to be in a cold place. Well, it's it's fucking dangerous. It's a fucking hassle for everyone because the yeah. DMs constantly making you roll for survival. Yeah, it happens just all to the time. Be there if it's if it's cold, they have to do it like once an hour. Yeah, all the time. Yeah, so it's just an annoying place to be. So I'm very excited to see, because obviously they're not going to make it such a way in no, if you're wearing this warm campaign clothes, setting. So yeah, uh, I'm excited to see the new equipment they released to take care of such things. Like It's not just going to be you have winter clothes. Like They're going to have special warming amulets and you know uh, gloves and such. The Ring of to, Warmth already exists. Yeah, but this is going to be obviously much more fun than that. And I don't, I don't know. want to tune to it. I don't know. I think I, you know, I, I, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to judge it until it's out. I think it can be cool, pun intended. Um, but the horror thing, like you said, it doesn't have to be horror. So why even, you know, people, people will meme the shit out of it the moment it becomes horror. You know, sexy Strahd, the most horror adventure ever. People, people make that not horror all day long. It's just memes mm. and jokes and silly vampires. So I very much see this being because uh, I, I know for a fact that uh, the writers took a lot of inspiration from movies like The Thing. That's exactly what at I said. the Mountains of Madness. You know, there, there's these great horror stories that take place in such a desolate area yeah, where there's isolation. nothing out there. Yeah, isolation. Um, there's nowhere to run. Like if you can either fight the monster in front of you or die in the cold. You know. So I think that it's going to present a lot of opportunities for DMs to make players make tough choices. Or railroad them very easily. Or railroad them. Yeah. You can either go this way where you see a cave where you might survive or stay outside and die. Yep. There's literally no option. Enjoy yeah. that. Yeah. Um, 
it'll it it sounds to me like it's going to be a challenging adventure to run. Yes, yes. I feel I feel like it's going to be challenging in general. Um like your world is not a happy place that we're playing in right now, but this <laughs> world I feel like is going it's not just going to be the people are rough to deal with or the monsters are rough to deal with just the environment everything is against you it seems well in my current campaign you're in like the happiest place on earth in the horrible earth like in a relatively normal location so it's not been that bad but if i went to it's it's been terrible and it's not even been that bad i know if you go to a seedy part of the world that's been hit really hard of course it's going to be shitty and awful especially icewind dale which is isolated from everywhere else yes it's cold and horrible and no one goes there except people who are like desperate to go there to, to, to test themselves and fight shit or because they want to escape the rest of the world. It's literally like Northern Canada. Very few Uh, people there. You know, you're, you're very isolated. You live miles away from everyone else and you're either there because you don't want to deal with people or you're there because you just love the fucking cold or you love drugs. Or drugs. It's crazy. Or you're hunting trade. Bigfoot. Uh, you know, any of these things. Or bears from a helicopter. Yeah. Uh, I am very excited to see the monsters that come out. Yes, of I course. I feel like there's going to be some great, great cold... We don't have a st- official stat block yet for a Wendigo. If they don't have a Wendigo in this, I'm going to be real mad. I don't think they're going to have a Wendigo. I'm going to be real mad then. Given given what's happening in the, the, the culture side of D&D right now, don't think it's going to be a Wendigo. What's wrong with a Wendigo? It is a Native American creature. They're not going to oh appropriate it as a monster. They're oh not. my god! Get the fuck out of here. They're not. They're uh, not going to do it. They're not yes going to do will. it. No, they yes, won't. They will. Uh, what's it? Let's. Do you want to bet money? I'll bet you a dollar. I, I accept your dollar bet. Dollar. Dollar. Virtual handshake because we're you know practicing. <laughs> Virtual handshake. There, there will not be a Wendigo stat block in the Rime of the Frost Maiden. And I accept that there will be. Okay. All right. Challenge accepted. All right. Uh, what What's your last couple of things here in the show? I mean, is, is this is this? Are we doing a full we're, wrap? We've got this... we've got three more minutes. No, no, no. Is this like a full wrap for you know? Is this it? Yeah. Sure. What the fuck? Okay. Then uh, final parting thoughts. I, I guess we should have alerted people to this at the beginning. Whatever. It's a surprise. We are yeah. We're this is uh, our summer hiatus time. Uh, we did the same thing last yeah. year, and I'm sure we'll do the same thing next year. Plot twist. Uh, uh, we're sick of doing this remotely right now. <laughs> it does suck. It really so sucks. We're gonna take some weeks off, like we did last summer, and enjoy the weather. Yes, um, and hope that things. No, they won't change. But hope that things don't get worse. Is that yeah. no? No, that's not. No, nope, it's already yeah. Yeah, we'll no, just hope pretty... for things. We'll. Pray to Pelor for son. I don't. Um, but I, I did want to briefly touch on um, an upcoming product that, that spoke to me. Oh, go. Yes, I'm excited. The Heroes Feast. Yeah. <laughs> Mika Burden would not stop talking about the Heroes Feast that's coming up. D&D is putting on a cookbook, people, with 80 recipes. 80 recipes, yep. 80 real recipes. Yes. And alcoholic beverages. Mm-hmm. Alcoholic drinks. The one they the one they put on that you can see the preview is the Mind Flayer. It's a vodka drink, and I all I could think of was, God damn it, this was a missed opportunity. Why isn't this drink called the Mind Flavor? <laughs> it's, guys, who wrote this? But it's going to well, be an actual cookbook, and I, it obviously speaks to me personally because my previous character was a chef, yes. and like desperately was writing his own cookbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so seeing this happen, what's the title of that cookbook? 
Oh, fuck me, Kevin. Uh, Pop quiz. Me, Hill. Pop quiz. Uh, it was... Like how to cook things and make them taste oh, good or something? God. Oh, I have no idea. I have no idea. Now I gotta look it up. It's been it's been too long. It's such a fucking long, complicated name. Yes. I'm gonna oh you keep talking. I'm gonna look it okay. up. Okay. So yes, um uh several great things seem to be coming from that. Um I, I also saw uh if we're doing just a quick product reveal, I saw on Kickstarter that they uh there's a group that is making dice with that have like shimmery liquid and pearlescent liquid that swirls when you roll them i love that because that's just pretty i bet they're gonna be hard as fuck to read but it looks pretty so if you see those on kickstarter i'm not paying the 80 bucks for the set but let me know if you get them and how they look at the end of the no, day and that's that's the other thing all these things are expensive coming out so yeah i don't know what i'm gonna buy here but yeah my cookbook was like i, I couldn't find it it was like the the steps and materials necessary in order to prepare food and survive and make it taste good or something like that yeah like, exactly it was a lizard folk name of a cookbook yes inspired by my um my teacher yes yeah, yeah. so heroes so. feast is much better obviously yes so. good 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 answer good answer um okay so i think we had another great season of mm-hmm. what's the show called rolling with disadvantage <laughs> i just want to point out that dnd live was roll with advantage they must have got that from somewhere just saying fuck those people um you know, we've uh, we've had a re- some really good stats over the last couple months. We've had a lot of people join the show. Thanks to everybody for for coming and listening. Glad you could um, be here. I'm yeah, I'm, I'm happy you're all here. You know, last month was far and away the most people listened to our show, and this month is on track to get up there as well. So, you know, we're we're, we're doing ourselves a disservice, honestly, by going off the air with when we're growing in popularity. But whatever, it's just we don't make any money off this. It's just yeah, the, for us. The- for the lols, as the kids say. It's for the lols. YOLO. Yeet. What? <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, but um, all summer, you know, however long we're gone, whether it's, you know, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks, whatever. Send us anything you News, want us to talk wait, about oh. when we come back. You know, g- send us messages just telling us things that you've seen in the D&D community that you think would be interesting to talk about. You know, anything. We're happy to talk about it. We're happy to bring it up. Um, there are some things we're trying to avoid, but yep. you know, uh, we'll be happy to at least address your questions, comments, concerns. I, you know, we might put something out randomly to keep your eyes open for maybe maybe a recording of our live play or like just a a, a short tidbit or something. But ooh, a tidbit! I like that. Yeah, a tidbit. You know, just, what just if, a tid here. I mean, it'd be funny if we did just like five minute rants. And just put those out every once in a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think it'd be cool. Maybe we'll do that. Okay. All right. Uh, congratulations on finishing season two. Thanks, everybody. What episode is this, by the way? I have no idea. 20-something? 24? 25? Of the season? Oh. Yeah, right? Don't um, we do like 25 a season or something? The last one was season two, episode 37. Oh, shit! <laughs> so... How have we found this much shit to talk about? I don't know. Well, we repeated a couple things. But it's been a pleasure, listener, and we will... uh... (laughs) Listener. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, as always, I think, we'll see you next time. Till then. Goodbye.